This past week, the Canadian contingent of athletes heading to Doha for the World Track and Field Championships was announced, and among those selected, there is quite a few familiar names. Now, one of those athletes, Maria Bernard-Galia, will be representing Canada for a second time at the World Track and Field Championships, and already has an Olympic appearance to her name at just age 26. Maria is a steepler, by far one of the deepest events right now in Canada, and has had a standout year so far, putting down a big PB of 9.36 earlier in the summer, and you can bet that peak fitness, in combination with big game experience, makes Maria an athlete to watch. The UCAC and Saucony athlete joins us this week to chat about big races, the little things, and a whole lot more. My name is Michael Rokas. You can find us on social media at the Terminal Mile. This is a Tracky Radio production. All right, yet another major team uh, that that you've made. Where, um, where, where, you know, when when did you get confirmation that you would be heading to Doha uh, to represent Canada once again at the World Championships? I heard on Tuesday. I think it was the twenty seventh of August. Um, they said, "Congrats, you've been selected, and let us know by then the day if you want to go." Um, I kind of had been following along, like they have the athlete tracker, so I, I knew there'd be a possibility they'd be emailing me, so um, told them right away, yep, I would love to go. So since then, I've known what the plans were, but pretty much since nationals, I've been training as if I'd be going, so I'd be ready if, if they gave me the call. So, I mean, what uh, what are the next steps from here? I mean, you we we learned about it earlier this week. Uh, you learned about it on the twenty seventh. Between now and Doha, what is what is your schedule looking like? Um, I've got a couple more weeks here in Calgary, hoping to get some more good training in. I thought about the St. Moritz altitude camp, but. Uh, I actually haven't had the best time coming down from altitude in the first window. So uh, the second window, I feel great. First window, not so much. So thought it would be best to stay home and train, get some physio in with my physio here that I really, really trust in Calgary. And then head to Barcelona on the 17th for the heat camp. Do a week there. I know it won't be as hot as Doha, but hopefully it'll be hotter in Barcelona than it is in Calgary at that time, and then head to Doha about three days before the race. So you're out in Calgary right now. What what are the temperatures like? You know, it's uh, I think you know a lot of the people who who are listening to the show have never been to Calgary before. What what is that that climate like? It's you know the summers are pretty nice. Um, it, it never gets ridiculously hot, like low thirties, but. It's been 20s most of the summer, and today it was like 23, so it's pretty good. Uh, winters are rough, but they're rough in most places other than the West Coast. So <laughs> I've I pretty much, I've really enjoyed this summer here of training, and I, I think that it'll be an adjustment, the heat in Doha, of course, but I've heard the track is climate controlled, so that should help. <laughs> Okay, so you made the 2017 team. You also are an Olympian as well, too. You you made the trip down to Rio. Um, you know, I'm thinking Rio would was definitely you know a, a very much a warmer climate. Uh, you know, you have a lot of international race experience as well with uh, with those two um, different meets. What what do you think that you've learned from from those two previous meets that you can bring forward to this World Championships? Uh, 
I think with uh, those ones, you you're kind of you're kind of isolated when you're in the village, and cabin fever can be really real. So it's best to just have a routine established before you go, and to continue that once you get there. Um, the racing itself, you think I've made it, and I'm just going to go for it. And sometimes it it passes by in a blur. And I found that um, that sometimes it didn't feel like I quite soaked it all in in the in the moment in the race. It was chaotic, and and then it was over. <laughs> Even though it's nine to ten minutes, it felt like one minute. Um, so this time, I really want to be ready from the get-go, super attentive, super in tune with my body, and try to get into flow as soon as possible and stay focused and really have uh, a game plan and a and a drive and not to kind of just get mixed up in the flow um, and to run my own race because it's pretty easy to just um, become stagnant when you're when you're at a championship race you're not vying for a medal and you're just kind of there it's it's easy for that to happen so um, to run my own race and to to pb would be would be the ultimate goal probably for me you know it's it's meets like this where you get to run into um, you know, the, these almost, you know, living legends of the sport, whether they be Canadian or, or whether they be worldwide, is there, is there anyone that mm-hmm. you, you know, look forward to, to watching or, you know, emulating when, when you take on, um, you know, a, a big challenge like this? Yeah, I think, um, well, I've, I've been in the call room with steeple chasers like Emma Coburn and, um, that right beside them and that's pretty neat and sometimes a little bit surreal to think you know they're how fast they're running and that they're world champions so um you always obviously look up to them but you also try to remember that you're in their race too uh so um to not admire from too far and then closer to home i obviously have a great teammate in jess and she's accomplished a lot of things this year so she's definitely a really good role model that uh, is super down to earth and relatable and I really enjoy having her as a teammate too so definitely someone I look up to you know speaking of people having great years you yourself you've set uh, PBs in a number of different distances and events this year uh, what what do you think the the difference this year has been versus you know say say other years is it just uh, you know consistent work that that's coming to, to pay off now or what is it um, I think in a way I had a pretty big injury last year. I think it was a blessing in disguise. Um, I had plantar fasciitis and at times I remember being like, I'd rather have a stress fracture. It was super annoying. It lasted for so long and, um, I couldn't run for three months. I couldn't do full mileage for 10. Uh, I got up to like 60% of my full mileage after 10 months of running and it was such a slow climb, but in getting back, I was really forced to work on some weaknesses. My strength trainer and my physio worked together, and they came up with a plan, and I was diligent physio for an hour every day, um, appointments, you know, once or twice a week at minimum, pool running, whole nine yards, and I feel like that helped me address some things that I took for granted. And so then when I came back this year, I just had so much, like, so much fuel in the fire. (laughs) I appreciated running so much more, but then I also didn't neglect all those little things, all those 
things from activation to strength to proper recovery. And I think all of that made a big difference and then enabled me to work out a lot harder. Uh, my workouts this year have been PBs uh, pretty much across the board from 400 repeats to mile repeats in workouts. I've been going, whoa, <laughs> I used hmm. to only be able to do one and I just did all six in that time. And I think that's a lot to do with all those little things and the proper recovery and all the help that I got from my physio and strength trainer. You know, I, I want to go back uh, about two months now to the Sunset Tour in Azusa, California. Uh, you know, it was, it was a big night for a number of Canadians, uh, you know, mm -hmm. especially in, in that race. Um, you know, what? walk me through that race. Uh, it was a PB for you, but, uh, you know, it was also one, one that, uh, you know, saw great results across the board. What made that night so special? Yeah, it's weird. It's like every once in a while you get this meet where the atmosphere is electric and it's like everyone's just ready to run fast. And it felt like one of those meets. I remember going to Peyton Jordan uh, a couple years back and it was like one of those nights too. And this year it was the Sunset Tour, so I'm happy I, I decided to go two weeks beforehand. And um, uh, I think part of it for me was I had raced a couple times already I did Portland Track Festival I did Harry Jerome both steeples and they were on par with my previous PB but I just knew there was so much more there and from those races I felt like I took what I learned and I took the frustration of being like okay I was not tired enough you know at 2k I did not push and I took it into the Sunset Tour and I luckily had um, Marissa Howard and Regan Yee really pushing the pace and then I remember at 2K, it was kind of like that defining moment in my previous races where I knew we, fought, we had fallen off and I went, not today, hmm. <laughs> and uh, buckled down and pushed and was like, I'm not letting the same thing happen three times in a row, you know, make that mistake a couple times, but then fix it. So try to push and really be like, do you have more? Yes. Okay, go. And uh, we were able to all bring it down four seconds in our last lap. And I think that was the four seconds that it got me under 940 to a 936. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, after a big race like that, where, where you take so much time, you know, off of, off of your PB, that was, that was already pretty great. Um, you know, do you feel like you have, have been to the edge of, of your fitness? Like, do you, do you feel like there's even more to take off from there? Yeah. Like, after a big PB, no one wants to hear you say, oh, but there's more. Like, <laughs> you, you have to be happy and satisfied. And I definitely, I was really happy. And it felt like a big check mark for me to break 940 because I felt like I could in 2017, but I, I never got in the right race. And maybe I burnt out by Worlds there. I didn't have the best race. So it, it was, for me, it was like a two-year build to breaking 940. It wasn't just one good season so it was really satisfying but of course there's always you look back and you go oh that water pit could have been a little better and oh i probably could have pushed laps two a little bit more and this or that and you think okay here's where i'm going to shave some more seconds so definitely still hungry for more and then having some good workouts in the past couple months um i'm i'm hopeful that there's still more in the tank and that's kind of not the, the upper limit yet I mean, ultimately, where do you think that that is going to come from? I mean, like, 
do you feel like technically you still have a lot of time to to shave off you know with with your steepling and stuff or do you feel that that is mostly going to come from your running at this point yeah it steeple's kind of interesting because you often compare your 3k flat time to your steeple time and you go okay so if they're I don't know, 50 seconds apart, you go, whoa, I probably (laughs) could hurdle a little bit better than that. And if they're 10 seconds apart, you're like, well, obviously my fitness has got to come down because I'm hurdling as best as I can. For me, my PBs are 19 seconds apart. Um, I don't think I've run a great flat 3K, so I think that's part of it. I've only ever run them indoor when I've been rusty. So, But I think the other part of it is... um, is that I could probably get a little bit better at the barriers. I find uh, when I look at photos or videos, it's always like you, you never look as good as you, you hope you do. (laughs) You, it's like hearing a recording of your voice. You were like, Oh, that's how I sound. Oh, that's how I look. Um, So I definitely see room for improvement there with just hurdling itself. Um, I feel like I'm efficient in takeoff and landing but I'm a bit high. So this year I'm definitely going to try and work on getting a little lower over the barriers, being a little more fluid over the water pit. After my injury, I was a bit scared of the water pit for my first race and I had some, some pretty big thuds. Um, but it's come a long way since my first race this season. So I think if I keep at it, it'll, it'll just keep improving. So yeah, a bit more work on that. And then hopefully keep doing some solid workouts and see the fitness fall too. So a bit of both, I guess. You know, uh, speaking of things that that are always improving, you know, I, I think back and and watching over the last five years the the entire event of of women's steepling, especially in Canada. I mean, taking a look at the rankings right now, there are ten women, um, you know, under ten oh four right now who are currently in the event. What what does that do for someone like you? Is is that keep you on your toes, or you know, like how how do you react to to something like that? It's really, it's really exciting because it's, it gives people more credibility. You know, I, I feel like the steeple women are genuinely like the most awesome group of people. I get along with them so well. Like, um, I feel like their personalities, we all like get each other and it's nicer when our group is growing. Um, it drives us, obviously it's, it's more competition and sometimes that's a bit scary, but I, I'd rather feel like I'm being driven than feel like I'm in this event that no one really cares about. No one really does it. So it's, it's really nice that it's growing like that. And it's, it's really good for the sport. And someone told me some crazy that, um, maybe don't quote me on it, but that hmm. Canada is ranked third for having the most steeplers in the top hundred in the world. So Kenya and America have more steeplers than Canada in the top 100, but that were third. And I thought that was really, really neat. Like that just shows kind of the depth of the Canadian steeplers. And I'm pretty proud of that to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, like if you had to, if you had to guess why, like why, why do you think that, uh, that Canadians are, are so drawn to the steeple? I mean, you know, n- not only do we have, you know, great women's steeplers but you know on, on the men's side we we've had you know more than more than our share it, it wasn't that long ago where it seemed like we had you know a lot of people with the standard um you know who who could have gone but you know there's just so much depth 
I like it. I can't explain it. Um, I wonder sometimes that with the African countries, they they do get criticism about their hurdling. <laughs> hmm. um, so I wonder if it's just a bit more attention put into that than elsewhere. Um, but Or maybe it's just like a, a, a vicious cycle type thing where you see someone else doing it and then more people join and then more people join and then more people join and that's what's happening here in Canada and maybe it'll catch on like that in other places. But yeah, it's awesome. You know, I also want to talk about uh, your group as well, the UCAC. Um, you've, you've already mentioned one one person that, that you uh, train with, uh, you know, on a pretty regular basis. Who else is in that group? You know, who who should we be putting our eyes on? Uh, you know, who, who are the big people to watch in that group? Uh, well, I'd say the most consistent other two I train with is my husband, <laughs> Uh, Matt Gallia, he ran uh, at UBC, so he was a varsity runner, but now he just, he's, he's like my rabbit in workouts, <laughs> and it's amazing having him. I say, okay, today we're doing 1Ks. He goes, okay, what pace? I tell him. He's like, okay, I'll be there as long as I can, <laughs> and um, it's been pretty helpful. I don't know how many other people have someone who shows up every workout and is willing to do exactly what pace they ask for. Um, and then Sherry Boyle, is she's a master's athlete, um, but you'd never know it based on how fit she is um, mm. uh, in my group. And she'll probably be competing at the World Masters Championships in Toronto next summer. And uh, she has a good shot of meddling there. So it's nice to have another steepler who takes it so seriously. And we've even done some side-by-side hurdling just to practice kind of that potential leg entanglement that happens in races and get the confidence up. So that's been helpful. Jess is there. And then she has two buddies that are, um, that are orienteers. She's probably mentioned them. They're going to worlds this year for orienteering and they compete. Um, they compete at nationals, um, this year they're in the top three. So they're they're really good too, Mike Condro and Damien, and uh, they're they're awesome and fun guys to have around. So we're a small but small but steady group. So you know, there, there's all sorts of you know really great runners who have come out of that Calgary area. Um, you know, before the interview, we were, we were talking about how, you know, there's certain centers in Canada that, that get a lot of the attention, you know, especially when it comes to running and producing track stars and stuff. Perhaps, you know, just quickly lay out why Calgary is a good place to train. Why should people go to Calgary and uh, and get the running in there? Um, I think that sometimes the community makes all the difference, so here there just seems to be such a lively running community i i don't get to road race nearly as much as i'd like to but whenever i go out to one i always feel so welcome um there's obviously some people who are talented both on the road and on the track you have like trevor hoffbauer and matt trevaglini we see them out at races all the time Uh, sometimes matt goes oh no (laughs) matt's Hmm. in this one (laughs) I got to reassess how much prize money I'm going to get here. Um, but we, we love having them there and it's always cool to have like a group like that. Um, uh, so it's, I think it's just, there's actually a lot of places to run more than you think here in Calgary. 
the proximity to the mountains too. People can go to Canmore. It's only an hour drive at most and you can run in the trails and there's the Nordic center and, um, there's a lot of good trail running there here. We've got the bow river pathways. So pretty much endless around the city and they're really good about clearing it in the winter. So if there's snow, it's fine. There's at least that always cleared and you can get a good run in. Um, and then, yeah, just just the general vibe, the positivity probably, I guess, is probably what, what's great about it. And um, there's just a really a good group of clubs here. Um, everyone gets along. I haven't heard of any animosity, and people support each other whether they're in the same club or not. So, so you know, as as of right now, there's university teams all across the country who are who are starting their their cross season. Uh, you know, maybe getting back from from camps right now as as they start school. Uh, you know, with with the world championships being a little bit later this year, you have to think that uh, you know perhaps maybe you're gonna skip this this cross country season. What what are the plans as far as that goes? And and are you sad uh, if you have to miss it that that you are missing it? Yeah, I think right now uh, I haven't talked too much about it with my coach. I think if I recover well from Worlds and take the necessary um, little break or downtime, that he'll allow me to see how I'm feeling and maybe train for nationals. They're in Abbotsford this year, and I've run that course before. BC Provincials for Cross Country were there last year, so um, I, I do know it, and it's not far. It would be an easy travel. And I love cross country, so I would be sad if I don't get to do it. But obviously, Worlds was the ultimate goal. Um, I think regardless of how much I compete in cross country, we'll be doing hills, we'll be doing cross country training, because there's nothing quite like the base you get from that. Um, but I'm hoping I can get a few races in, because I, I really enjoy the mental break of going out and running on the grass and then returning to the track in indoor season but it's nice to have that break up in the fall so i'm hoping i can do a few you know uh, normally normally we close out interviews by by asking what's next we we know that the uh the world championships are coming up uh you mentioned you know maybe maybe a little bit of, of cross going on but you know further beyond that i mean what what are the goals and and do you have anything circled already or you know is, is it just pretty much played by ear at this point yeah, um, well, next year is a pretty big year, and I know the competition will be deep. Um, so we'll we'll have to see what happens, but I'm hoping to throw my hat in the ring for 2020 and um, show up on race day at the Olympic trials. Um, after that, there's the 2021 world, so that would probably be another goal. And uh, I'd love to make another world cross again. I've done it twice. Um, and and I enjoyed World Cross thoroughly, so I'd love to make another team in that if possible, and maybe one day um, compete at a Diamond League this year. Uh, it didn't work out with the schedule, and I I didn't uh, enter or attempt to enter any. But I'd love to see if I could find my way in and just have that experience too. That would be that would be pretty awesome. Well, it's it's been really uh, it's been really neat to watch you you know prick progress every single year and uh you know this this year has been uh, no exception to that rule as as you've scored pbs you know like you said in in a number of events and it's uh it's been really great to see and you know it's been really great to have you on the show this week 
Thank you so much. It was nice talking with you. Thanks to Maria for joining us this week. And big shout out to Tracky for all their support. On social media, we're at the Terminal Mile. And you can also find us on tracky.ca, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Thanks to you for listening. My name is Michael Rokas. This has been the Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. Yeah.